my dad played in the league, okay. and then I bought his house. That's not a good story. That's not a good story, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just played, because he had no choice. Man, he did have a choice. He could have told me, Dad, no, Dad, to no, kiss my ass. Bro, could you imagine, like, everywhere he would walk the rest of his life, people would be like, hey, man, you don't play no ball? You know, <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, like, if he was just walking around, you know, on the counter or something, they'd be like, Dad, you used to play ball? Oh, no, what? sir, I've been a genius my whole life. <laughs> like, he'd be a waste, he'd be a waste of skin. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a waste of skin. You know crazy? All, all of us been in that situation. You and your pops, you yeah. and your son, yeah. you and your son. So, yeah. yeah. That shit come full circle. That's crazy, yeah, man. Like, that, that expectation, but like, yeah, we're talking about it. it's good, it's yeah, that, good. That, that, yeah. yeah, like yo, pops was like one of the best to ever do it at the position, then you do it, and you're more physically gifted. Yeah, and his daddy wasn't, a, he wasn't a uh, you know, all rookie team either. I just, you was all rookie team? No, 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 his daddy wasn't an all rookie team, he was. Oh, was yeah, I, all, I don't even know. No, 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 you weren't. I looked it up. Oh, you looked it up. <laughs> 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 Hold up, let me listen. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, Alright, man, shoot. You ready, bro? Yeah, man. You know what? You know what I love, man? I love when I get around y'all, whether it's Fred, you know, obviously Pat. Um, Lil Pat now, mm -hmm. and like a, such a great organization is represented on the show. I mean, obviously, you go. You obviously, go. I represent it every time I sit here. But when you wear a Steelers hat, I just want to know, like, when you put it on, like, what do you feel? I wore it for the colors. That's all it was. Yellow, black. Name another NFL team. Yellow, black, and white that matched the pivot shirt. That's the only reason I don't. With the Steelers. That's not true. I don't. I, bro, I watched you basically want to change your entire life to go play for Mike Tomlin. Like, I, no, I watched it, bro. Bro, Mike bro. Tomlin stole my heart. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there playing for Cam Cameron and Nick Saban, oh, and I walk in Mike Tomlin's house. He got his foot up on the table, camo, camo cargo pants on. Like, what's up, fellas? Go to the bar. Get what you want to drink. Yeah. Just head, real. Head coaches do this? Yeah. <laughs> I was taken back, bro, by seeing that Mike Tomlin. And that's how there, he sat. He just opened his leg. <laughs> <laughs> he sat back like this and said, well, my bar over there. Y'all get y'all a drink. No, no, that's how you sat. You oh, started creaming and all that other shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Mike, he could have hit me that day. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. My, my head leaned in one time. I leaned in, too. Right? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I'm gonna match your energy. Hey, man. Hey, man. Welcome to the pivot. Obviously, we got Chan, man. Freddie Flowers, Freaky Freddie. This is, I mean, for, for me, it's a treat. You know what I mean? To have Pat Sertan, Pat Sertan II, uh, New Orleans legend, uh, oh, for sure. So that means a, a ton to me. Sure, I met you when you were 17, 18 years old, and you was already uh, a dang pro, man. Welcome to the pivot. This is something I've wanted to do. Um, since the show started, and I think um, it's dope. We've all lived the life of playing the game and, and having sons, you know, that, that want to play the game and want to be in athletics, but both of you have done it to an, an elite level, you know what I'm saying? Pro bowler yourself, going to be one of the best to ever do it. Um, so I think that's a, it's just a dope, a dope connection that you guys have done what you've done athletically, but you still just as that, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Welcome to the pivot. You guys subscribe like, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Happy Dad, our sponsors. 
And I'm gonna just jump right into it, man. And I'm gonna start with you, Big Pat. What is it like, man, when you know you got one, right? Because we all, we've all played the game and we know what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we've been there and we've seen it. And when you see your son and he, and he when, when was the point you looked at him and said, he got a chance? You know what? I, I think it was early. I think it was around 10. And didn't know that he was gonna play this position even though, you know, other things would tell me that he would. But he actually played running back in Little League. And he was the guy that gave him the ball. He scored all the touchdowns and shit. But what, what I saw, I saw just a natural ability, you know, as a DB, Ryan, I just saw a natural ability at that early age to find the football in the air. Like, turn and locate the ball, and that's rare. Even for guys in the league today, that's rare to do. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh shit, okay. He got a chance. And obviously, as he started growing, the feet start hanging out the bed and shit. The neck start getting big. <laughs> like, oh man, this dude here, you know, it almost happened overnight. When he yeah. got to high school, his body just started to transform. He, uh, obviously he was always fast and quick. And for that size to, to move like that, like, okay. Okay, he, he, he's gonna be one. And uh, obviously, you know, went on to have a hell of a high school career, college career, and now, you know, doing great things in the pros. At what point did he, get to your height and start looking you in your eye, and you say, you know what? <laughs> Try it if you want to. <laughs> you know what? What age just, was that around what grade? Man, that was around 10th grade. You know, when you're on the, you, obviously you got that grown man strength over the ass. So right. I, I remember basketball crowd would back his ass down. Right. Back him under the goal, just shoot layups. He used to get pissed off. And I think he he started developing that. Nah, this, this, this ain't about to happen now. Nah. She went in the weight room, he, he, he benched almost 375, just... Dang. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, dog, who the, who the milkman is? Where, <laughs> right, right. where did all this shit come from? But, uh, you know, it's just exciting to see him grow up, man, and, and on top of the, just being the, the football player that he, that he is, man, he, he's so humble, he's so yeah. unassuming, and he just go about his business, man. He actually been a pro since high school. Right. You know, it's just in his demeanor, the way he carries himself, man, and uh, just just proud pops. Y'all never had it lock up? No, nah, we, we never. Like, no, you no, said man, he, he never. He ain't never tell you something one day, you like, hold on now, daddy, man. Like, these arms long. Because you just <laughs> said he bitching, like, you know what I'm saying? It got to a point where you might have to, you know, grab Big Fat. Yeah, I, I started, like, I started noticing, like, my transformation, like, at 10th grade. Because, like, I wasn't really in the weight room till like freshman year. And I was a little cat lifting like 125, like 145. And I barely lifted. And the next year came, I started lifting like 185. And then I was like, I could feel me like getting bigger, faster, stronger. And then years after years, I got bigger. And I started looking at him like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got something for you now. Right. Because <laughs> I'm it's, it's yeah, the that, that weight room yeah. strength is grown man strength. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. And uh, RC, I got to back, take us back a second. You gave your props to your New Orleans legend, but Pat Jr. is a Florida legend. I mean, to play at one of the most prestigious high schools, you know, in the country, not just the state, but American Heritage, Broward County. I mean, he's been... You've had to learn how to handle success early, you know, and then you're coming up in the era with social media, and now you escape the NIL part. I ain't gonna say what by nothing about Bama though, <laughs> but I'll let RC handle that. But uh, you've been a superstar your entire life, 
you know, but again, your, your father's been able to set the example and you were able to, you know, sponge that out. Um, what, what was it like in high school? You know, you know, having people looking at you, uh, the fan of yours, you signing autographs and all of that. Was that ever, was it ever a situation where it was too big, too much to handle for you? Uh, I wouldn't say too big because, you know, you sort of expect it at that type of pedigree, especially like, you know, growing up playing football at a high level at a young age. But like, I just felt like when you get to that stage, a high school stage, you know, you just take it day by day. You know, when the offers come and school start looking at you, it's just like, you know, another day in the office, like, I just felt like when you're at that point in your life, you just look at all the things it took for you to get there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you deserve it. You know, everything you Did get, you ever you pay work. attention to the star rating? Five star, nah. four star. Did nah. that matter to you any? Nah, because really I can name two star, three star dudes here that could be five stars anywhere else. And you know, like, I just go in there every day, like somebody could take your spot or like, there's a kid out there that's more, you know, hungry than you are at some, some point. But like, I just kept my head down and just started working. You know, my work ethic, you know, described for itself. You know, I just got to work every day. I spoke to Champ Bailey this morning, mm -hmm. another uh, pro hall of famer, Denver Bronco, great. And I asked him what he thought about you. He said with his size potential, the rookie campaign that he put together, he definitely has hall of fame potential. Those are big words coming from a yeah, hall of famer that sure. knows the game inside out. So you're on the right track. And I got to ask, Bro, you changed your name? I don't want to get it wrong. It was Sertan and Sertan. Like, what, what, what's See, your it, last it, name? It's crazy, dog, because Ryan pronounced it perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's something about esophaguses in New Orleans, <laughs> and, 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 man. No, it's something about folks. Like, yeah. like, I can say Sertan all day, but some people, Sertain. Yeah. Cert, yeah. Sertan. Sertan. Yeah. Pat See? Sertan. See? <laughs> See? Yeah. I got to get you, it right. Sertan. <laughs> Certain. So the eye is silent. But the thing is this though. Silent eye. This was crazy. For I've never me, seen though, a silent eye. For me, the reason, <laughs> so for me, the reason I know it is because every Friday night I heard it. Right? You get home, remember Friday night football yeah, would come on every week we played, and that's all you would hear. Edna Carr, Pat Sertan, Pat Sertan. And it was one of those things that like we had such a small community of ballers that you looked up to cats. And so when he went to Southern Miss and he moved to DB, like he was the guy that, for me, like you talk, he talked about Lil Pat playing running back at the crib. All the best athletes played quarterback, mm -hmm. right? Everybody, we just, they just put the football in your hand, you played quarterback. And so we all kind of followed that path. I moved to DB as a sophomore in high school. And so watching him play and knowing who he was, like he was somebody you looked up to, like, okay, Pat did it. Pat's now with Miami, you know, we could do it. But my issue, I only have had one issue with Pat, and, and I've never had any other issue with it, and now I get an opportunity to hash it out. He from the NO, mm -hmm. right? The NO made him. He's a boot boy, right? His whole recruitment, I never had to say nothing to him because everybody at the building said to me, he is coming to LSU. Oh, I was like, yeah. you know, do I need to talk to him? Do I need to call him when I see him at the opening? What I need to say? Oh, no, RC, we got that. He is coming to LSU. So I'm signing day. I'm like, shit, we finna sign <laughs> Lil Pat. It's gonna be on. All of a sudden, Pat Sertan II commits to Alabama. To who? <laughs> like Stephen A say, Alabama? <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you, bro, what happened? 
I mean, like, I, I was an LSU fan growing up. That was my childhood team. You know, me and C. Ray, Corey Raymond, oh. you know, we build a relationship, like a tight relationship going on. Like, we'll talk damn near every day during the whole recruiting process. But, like, you know, you know how you weigh down certain schools, you know, you pick your pros and cons, then, you know, it's between Bama and LSU. I, I real deal, like, I made my decision until, like, 12 in the morning, the day before, like, the day before signing day. And it was some, like, it's just one of them situations where it's like, you had to make the best decision for you. You know, I just weighed my pros and cons out. You know, Alabama had more pros uh, than LSU, but like, either way how it went, I feel like if I'd have went to LSU, I'd have been in the same position I am right now. So like, no, I don't take any credit away from LSU because I was really deal like, thinking like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Then I just made my decision. It was like, I can't go wrong with either choice and I'll just pick out Alabama, so. How'd the conversation go when, when he made the decision? Was it just, hey, Pop, this is where I'm going? Or did y'all have a discussion about it? And like, and what part did you play in the recruiting process? Yeah, like, like he said, man, it, it went down to the, the, the final hours. I, I, it was even after 12. And uh, you can just see the anguish on his face. You know, everybody want to get recruited big time until they get recruited big time. And that shit is a, is a burden on them. Being recruiting, being for, for three, four years, it's tough. And uh, I can remember, man, we had, we had five in-home visits in one day. Yeah, Dabo Sweeney was there, then Ed Ogeron came, uh, Florida State came, I think Bama came, then Miami came, five mm -hmm. in one day. So, you know, like, like he said, man, I told him, you're not making this decision for me or your mom or the Sertan family in New Orleans, you're making this decision for you and you only. You know, I grew up in New Orleans, you grew up in Florida. Make this decision, man, and, and live with it. I Like, you can't go wrong with either place. Obviously, me and, me and Corey are still cool this day. And, and you know, man, when, when, when that guy, that, that little short guy in Tuscaloosa come calling, man. It's different. It, it, it's different, and, you know, I like make make the decision all for you, man, and live with it. And obviously, like he said, you couldn't go wrong with either, with either place. He played with with uh, Trayvon Diggs at corner at LSU. He played with Christian Fulton and Stingley and, and all the fat and all them boys. So DBs are, are what those two schools produce. So he couldn't go wrong either way. And obviously, it turned out the best. Uh, like, like I said, had a hell of a. Uh, college career, SEC defensive player of the year, junior year, and, and now he's doing this. And Pat, there's a, there's, a, there's a room out there I got to ask about. What's up? Let me know. Jalen Brunson just went to the Knicks, got him 100 million. They hired his daddy Ooh. two, three weeks before that. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know if it was an angle. You know, his dad was a coach, a respected right, right. coach, but the Knicks hired him, and the, the rumor is that that would influence Jalen Brunson to come to the Knicks. Mm. There's a rumor that Alabama offered you a job. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know it's out there. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't no secret, but they ain't never been spoke on. They didn't offer me the job, because they didn't offer me the job, I would have took the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did interview for the job. Yeah. I interviewed for the job. They, they you know, flew me up there or whatever, man. And I thought it was a good interview, but obviously, I don't know if I would have wanted to coach him at that level. You know, it, I just think it would have been awkward for him. Uh, and he's already carrying my name, and, and guys think that he hadn't earned with, with you know, the, 
the all the accolades that he's gotten and the coach him at the college level. I don't I don't think I would have wanted to do that. But that's something else too. Something else I wanted because I named my son Channing Crowder. He's the third. Right. I'm the second. Mm -hmm. My dad's so like even when he's playing baseball and he goes up the bat. And they say, next at bats, Channing Crowder. You see people standing up and looking over in the right. visitor stands because yeah. the name clicks. Mm -hmm. For both of y'all, though, like, would, would you have done that different? The pressure that you put on him, bro? Because I know we're we killing you because, you know, right. look, look, look past a dog. But you was a dog, too. <laughs> yeah. So that pressure of having your name, is that something that just talking to dads out there that did it like me? That pressure of putting your name on somebody when you're so successful, would you have done anything different? Absolutely not. I would do the same thing because even even though there's pressure and you know your pops play at the highest level, you can't sell him short. He, I, I've seen him put the work in. I've seen him grow into the player he has become. So nobody anywhere could say that he was given anything. He was given that he, he earned it. Obviously, he didn't grow up like me. I grew up in Magnolia Projects. Obviously. As a dad, you want your, your, your kids to have a better life than you. And he, he didn't grow up like me, and that's fine. That's totally fine. But I just know the, the kind of person and the kind of player he is. And I, I saw him grind to get to where, where he's gotten. And what, what better name to carry on than, than, than your pop's name? But at the end of the day, man, I, like I tell him all the time, go, go, go blaze a trail all of your own. Mm -hmm. You know, don't worry about what pops did. It's, it's your time. Now, I, I had my time. Go do you. And uh, for the most part, he's doing that. And on your side, from the, the other side of being Pat Sertan, am I getting better? There you go. You get better. Being Pat Sertan the second, what was that like? It was pretty dope. I mean, I just felt like, um, you know, it's just like honoring that legacy and, you know, just setting that mark for yourself. And I just felt like, you know, just looking at him playing when I was a jit, you know, just looking towards it, I just felt like it just made me even want to get to that point where I'm at now, you know, just carrying on that family legacy, um, you know, just representing for that certain family. And I just think that. Was there ever any pressure though, right? You pressure, know, just yeah. in, in the sense that when, I mean, and, and, and it's probably maybe had to be double for you because not only is that your father and you carry his name, but he was your high school coach. Yeah. You know, and, and it can seem, you know, people, people are always going to say that, right? Mm -hmm. Because he mentioned not growing up like him. Yeah. You know, and I've had the conversation with them oftentimes and other people. How do we give y'all those adverse experiences right. when we've built this different life? Was there ever the pressure of people coming at you because of that name? Because mm -hmm. now you aren't growing up like many people might grow up in Broward County. Did you ever feel that pressure of like, I got to go out and prove every day that everything I've earned is about me. It's about Pat Sertan II, not my pops. Yeah, definitely. Um, every day you could have, you know, coaches come in, you know, mention my dad, like the pressure, does it build on you? You know, does it wear you out kind of? I just be like, you know, I just put my head down and work. Because at the end of the day, you got to make a name for yourself. Whether you uh, share the name, share the same name, or you know, just make your own name, you still got to build on your brand, build on your legacy. So, you know, when I look at it, I just look at it as a, you know, just another step forward. You know, you got to, you know, live for those moments when all the pressure on you. You know, you just got to put your head down and work. You know, and just prove them wrong. So, that's what I going going to a school like American uh, Heritage and and coaching at a school like that. We were talking when we sat down and I was asking you, all right, Big Pat, like how many pros did you coach there? 
and you kind of ran through some of those names. Can you run through some of those names again? Because, and Fred spoke about it earlier, yeah. you know, <clears throat> with, with pride, obviously, you know, being from Florida. But you know how it goes, dog. When you're from the N.O., we think we got the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talk, you know, I'm always like, nah, we got this boy, this boy in the league, this boy in the league. But you ran through some of those names. What was it like coaching, you know, at that school and getting an opportunity to coach a future pro who shared your name? You know what, man? It, it's been a renaissance. I Actually, I tried to get Channing over there to coach, but it, he was so busy, he couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> like I can get there after five. After five, man, price is going to be over. So, <laughs> so we had to go in another direction. But it's, it's, it's been awesome, man. Uh, starting off, with, I think Sony and Isaiah McKenzie, that class okay. kind of propelled. I think Sony and, and, and your son was the high school national yeah, players of the year. Okay. That the same year. So... Obviously, Sony started off, Isaiah came, and, and then it's just been a wave. Mm. It's been a wave ever since. Brian Burns, who's about to make $100 million in Carolina. Yep. Then, obviously, we had six guys drafted in one class, which is unheard of. Mm. On a roster that only has, at the maximum, 45 dudes. Right. So it's not a 100-man roster. The pick of the litter, out of the 45, you got six dudes drafted. probably never be done again. But, it, obviously, it's, it was Pat. Uh, Tyson Campbell went to Jacksonville. Uh, Anthony Schwartz at Cleveland. Then we had Marco Wilson at Arizona. Khalil Herbert, the running back at Chicago. Yeah. Uh, TJ Slayton went to Green Bay, D-tackle. And then uh, Nick Eubanks, he, he's in the league. And, and even this year, Brandon Johnson, he's with Denver. And there's more and more to come. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like next year, it probably have three or four more. The, the following year, got a little and Channing, Channing even coached the, the uh, guy there now, Ennis. Brandon Ennis. In yeah. a couple of years, right? A dog. I get excited because um, I know the history of uh, Tyson. And, yeah, and and, and and Pat Tyson played running back, Pop Warner, and mm -hmm. one DB DB. So that always sparked an interest in me, uh, knowing uh, blood. You know Tyson right, Brad, right. the history of that. But you coached a ton of ton of guys with uh, the the NFL ability. Um, Dallas Dallas Turner, Absolutely. who just went to Bama, who's gonna be a dog. He's a dog. Um, and it, this is crazy. Coaching your son, I know you can say this is my favorite player. Did you have a favorite player? Because when <laughs> I look at a, a dad coaching their son, mm -hmm. I think about Dion coaching his two boys. Right. High school and then now Jackson State, H, shout out HBCU. Where, is it easy to, to take the bias out of it when you're coaching your kid? Or do you say, you know what, I got to make sure my child, I got to work him extra hard? You know what I did, Fred? I, I was the head guy, so I delegated. And I had, and, and my, my whole thing is, if you're going to be a, a, a great or even a good head coach, you got to surround yourself with like-minded people. For sure. You got you to hire staff around who you can trust and, and just let them handle it. So we had uh, Chad Wilson, who's mm -hmm. Quincy. He has two sons in the league, mm -hmm. Quincy and Marco. And he was our DB coach. And also Daryl Porter, yep. who was our D coordinator. I, I let them handle him, man. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, we did our little thing on the side, but as a... As a as a head man, you got to let those guys do their job. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it, it, it wasn't a one-man show. Uh, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There was a lot of hands on deck to facilitate this, not only with him, but with all the guys. Uh, Mike Smith, who's, who's mm-hmm. our, our trainer, now the head coach at Heritage. So there's a lot of guys that were part of the process, man. And, and uh, like, just to, to build something special in that, that short amount of time, you know, it, it, it took a village, you know. Right. It is what it is now. And now, now you're back in the NFL coaching. Now I'm back in what's, the NFL. What's, what's your main man with Sam Maddy? Oh, yeah. Um, but you also have, you're coaching guys like Xavier Howard mm-hmm. and Byron Jones, who's right now considered to be the second best tandem in Miami Dolphins history. How does it feel to still be able <laughs> to carry, <laughs> you know, the number one ranking as, as, a, as a collective, as a tandem between you and Sam, and now you're back in the building coaching those guys mm-hmm. who has an opportunity, they have an opportunity to be just as good as you guys were. You know, is it surreal? How, how, how does that feel? Yeah, we, step we, in the building? we remind them guys all the time. Now. <laughs> and, and Coach McDaniel does a good job because he'll throw our film on in the team meeting, like wow. let them guys see, you know, what was really going on. Like you said, press every down. That's, that shit hard to do. Yeah. yeah, It's hard to do, especially in a league where we played against about eight Hall of Fame receivers. Yeah, yeah. I know. In that day, <laughs> and I, I tell people all the time, man, one of the, the guys who, most underrated guys I played against who don't get the credit is Jimmy Smith. Jay Smooth, yeah. Monster. Monster. Yeah. Monster, dog. Monster, but you can look at, you look at Moss, T.O., Marvin Harrison. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn, even t- the late, great Terry Glenn, who was yeah. a dog. Yeah. Had a lot of dudes back then, man. And But at the same time, you have an obligation to, to, to teach them guys and mm-hmm. and to, to let them know, you know, what to look for. Obviously, X and Byron, they, they've had, you know, great careers, you know, so far. We, we just have to enhance that. Right. Enhance mm-hmm. that. And, and with, with me and, and Sam, and, and then we have uh, a couple more coaches just, mm-hmm. just, just getting on the mat. I think they're going in the right direction. I was going to say real quick, Pat, you know, you know I like to argue. Y'all was in two-man. You had a safety over top. They played like no four press two, man. But they, they was four, four but four they still no, got two safeties over top. No two, X man. and in zero, four bro. Press two now. X and Byron were in Z. They're in zero. That's not true. Oh, that, that, they that's are in zero. They no. are blitzing. They're in zero. Listen, in, in, in some instances, they are in zero. But it's just because you have two high safeties don't mean you're in two man. If you have a tight end to your side and you hard run fake to that tight end, mm-hmm. that safety has that alley. That safety coming down. You just coming down. Like Peyton Man and Marvin Harrison. You got that long stretch. <laughs> and Marvin run that post all the way across the damn field. That's why you don't say to that. And you gotta get on that horn. You gotta get on the horn. Impress. <laughs> hey bro, why are you always trying people? And why you want to Like we know what this man did. Cause, that, Cause that's my man. But you I know ain't I can try nothing. Pat and I know Pat gonna get right there with me. You hey. ain't coaching nothing. This is the reason why you on the pit. <laughs> Relax, hey, bro. But, but Chad, you, you totally right. The boys was in zero a lot. Yeah. The, the formation dictated that a little bit, but they... Yeah, they, they, yeah they, but they dogs, though. Yeah. X, yeah, X yeah. and Byron can play yeah, ball, they, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and them it, young safety, Brandon and... Um, Javon Holland Javon, really go. Oh, my he goodness. Really yeah, go. y'all got a little, y'all got a little really go. What's crazy is, though, if X and if Byron were here, they might be, like, the second and third best corners in the room. Mm-hmm. Because Lil Pat has an opportunity to be better. And from what he did his rookie year, he's shown that 
all the hype, going type top 10, all those things are true. Coming out, you know, top one or two player uh, in the country out of high school, out of American heritage. But I want to go back to, and then Fred normally does this, Fred's like the pivoter back to other stuff. I want to go back to draft night, you know, and I do a lot of reading and I try to like stay up on things, but apparently you brought a picture with you to the draft and uh, it was your grandparents. What did that moment mean to you? It was special, um, cause I didn't even know he brought the picture. Um, and it was just like, it was such a experience where you ain't gonna get that back. It was so memorable because, you know, all the family, all your intimate family was in there sharing that special moment with you. Then when I got, when I heard my name called, you know, it was special and I seen the picture, and, you know, it brought tears to my eyes because like, you know, my grandparents, you know, they've, they've been a key part of my life, you know, they've instilled in me so many things. I've learned so many things from them, especially going on to him, what they taught in him and how he carried himself. It sort of like brought that on down to me because, you know, you know, they've always been by my side. They've they came to every game supporting me. So, you know, just seeing that picture, I already know they're in the sky, you know, looking down on me. So, when you know, when I shared that moment with my family, it was so like surreal. You know, all the emotions shattered, you know, uh, but it was it was a special day because it was like and it was a crazy day as well, too, because it was like one of them drafts where it was like, OK, what your car got, picked? you know, JC got picked before me and I thought I was going to go to Dallas. But it turns to be out Denver picked me. I just never ever talked to Denver during the whole drive process. But, you know, when Denver picked me, it was just an awesome feeling. You know, I'm going to get to Big Pat. What's crazy is. Uh, one of my homeboys. You keep calling him Big Pat. That looked like Big Pat. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, yeah, hey, listen. We 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 have all we all got kids. We yeah, always man. be the big one at the I'm house. Big Pat, uh, he lean Pat. Lean Pat, <laughs> long, tall Pat. Uh, my homeboy is named Joe Witt. He coaches in Dallas, and uh, Dallas needed a corner, right? So um, JC goes first, and like we text every draft. We text every draft, and I was like, yeah, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all 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 can get Pat though. You know what I mean? And the text he sent me goes, not if Denver takes him first. You know what I mean? At the time, you know, in doing all my, 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 my scouting and everything I was doing, Denver was never associated with your name. And so when he sent me that text, I was like, nah, they're not going to take him. And then you, then you win. I was like, oh, my bad, dog. I was wrong. <laughs> Pat, you, you know, you're sitting there. You know, you, you have the picture with you. Uh, as a father who, who has been through it, the, the one thing I think it's always the blessing is we don't have to live through them, right? right? Like, like we see these dads who, who knock-kneed, pigeon-toed, barrel-bellied, and they mad because their son can't start on the Little League team. Bro, you can't play either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you out here fussing? But for you, you know, you've been there, you've done that, you've played at the highest level, so you get to let Lil Pat have his own moments. As a, as a father, though, what is it like when, when he gets that call, you get to, you know, hand him, you know, that picture and, you know, watch him be drafted to Denver? One of the most special moments, you know, in my life. You know, you, you know is when, when you have a seed, man, that not, and they don't even have to carry a name, but when you have a son who's, whose dream is about to be fulfilled, it, it, it's such a special feeling. And uh, like you said, had no clue Denver was going to take him because they had just... Uh, got Kyle Fuller, they had Darby, they had Callahan. So their secondary was was loaded. Right. And from from all intuition, you know, talking to his agent, I I, I thought it was gonna be Dallas. 
And uh, when Denver, when Denver called with the, with the, with the, uh, the ninth pick and, and got them, man, it was just, it, it was emotional. It was emotional, not only for me, but for my entire family. And, and like, like he said, man, he, he was, he was a grand, grandmother's boy. Like my mom, man, was he couldn't do no wrong by him. She'll whoop was all up. Pamela? Was yeah, yeah. Name? Yeah. She'll whoop all other grandkids, but wouldn't touch him. <laughs> like, like her, her baby. I'm like, damn, he, his ass bad too. <laughs> Give him some. But uh nah, she'll whoop me now though. <laughs> she whoop me every now and then. She'll, hey, she'll, <laughs> she'll whoop him then, then baby. I'm I'm uh -huh. sorry. I'm sorry. You know the, So it was it was special, man. And uh a day that, that I'll never forget. And I, I can remember my draft day like it was yesterday, but I think his was was even more special than mine. We uh we got one thing in common. Both of us was drafted ninth. Oh, I was yeah. drafted. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I want to talk to him. Uh, I was drafted that ninth early, in, that uh, early good money. In, in 98. <laughs> good money, hey, look hey, at but that, that, That's why I was going to stop the comparison. Oh, my Cause, God. Because I was looking at, um, I was drafted ninth in 98. And they gave me a measly $5 million to sign. I'm looking here, uh, four-year, 20, 20.9, 21 million. What's that like to see when your son get the big bag? <laughs> That's crazy. Are you excited for him, I'm oh, sure. Oh, absolutely, but hey. <laughs> now you're on your own, dog. Now you're on your own. And just, just, just want to see him make the right decision with it. Correct. Because, man, it's crazy because they have so many opportunities nowadays off the field when you really don't even have to touch that. And, and that's what I was telling you. I, and I wanted him to get more familiar with the financial part of it and, and manage, manage your own money. That's where I was going to go with it. I wanted to know what type of conversations your dad has shared from his experiences and his career and, you know, the pitfalls and the things to look out for. What were those conversations like from a financial aspect and being able to take care of, you know, what you've earned and, and, and what you're gonna do throughout your career and preparing for retirement. Yeah, it was just like managing your money, understanding like the ins and outs of it, you know, cause you wanna build generational wealth, you know, for your family that you're gonna have in the future. So, you know, it was just ongoing conversations about like saving money, uh, always have a higher savings account than your regular checking account. But like, you know, you always, when you get like that type of perspective, you know, from your dad, it makes it so much easier. Right. Because you know how to manage it right, know how to build on it. But also, when you build on it, you could also invest in that money you built. So, right. you know, it was just great conversation. And he also told me about, like, you know, the cars he had, <laughs> you know, the, the uh, G-Wagons, the Rolls yeah. Royce. He said he barely drove them. <laughs> he said, but, like, yeah, it happens. But, like, yeah, he was, he was telling me, like, just to know how to finance your money and just to building it. Oh, Freddie, it sounds good. I got to cut it you does. off, Freddie. It sounds good, Pat. Yeah. You know what gets people in trouble, running. <laughs> running them streets, bro. <laughs> Did you tell him? Because, no, for real, yeah. to have a son that got that much money, bro, I swear to God, like, I wish somebody set me down as like, bro, invest your money. Yeah, don't buy, don't buy a Bentley. Don't buy a Rolls Royce. I don't want no damn Rolls Royce. I'm going to keep my Dodge Ram. I'm going to keep yeah. my damn Suburban. Uh. But then you get in them streets, and you a good-looking young man, and you got them pretty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> bro, did you have a real conversation? Did y'all have that real conversation on what's about to happen? Absolutely, because I, I went through the pitfalls. I, I made a, some stupid impulse buys, going buy them $350,000 car just because I wanted one, which is... And you can. And you can. Yeah. So, like, like I remember Herm saying this, 
You, yeah, don't, don't starve yourself because you've earned it. Go ahead, get your Mr. T starter kit. <laughs> get your little chain and all that. But, but don't, don't go crazy. Know, know the big picture, man. And uh, I think he understands that. And he hasn't starved himself at all. He's, he, he's, he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. But he's, he, he, he's learning. He's learning as he goes, and that's the most important thing. We had a conversation, and I think it was with, uh, I can't remember who we were talking about, but we were talking about being the first, right? Like being the first to go to college or being the first to get money. And it, it struck me when you said generational wealth. What black people haven't been able to do historically was build generational wealth, right? When we were talking earlier about buying a house in Miami and Pat was like, shoot, you could, you could buy my house. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, that's not necessarily the particular story that the NFL likes, right? right. Like, you ain't going back and buy a shack, yeah. right? You buying a house from your pops who also played in the league. So many times, like, the motivation is to make it and do something for my parents or right. do something for my family. You didn't have to have that motivation. You didn't have that burden on your shoulders. So what was it that motivated, like you said, put the work first. What was it that motivated you to put the work first? What, what, what was it that motivated you to make it? What, what it, was it that motivated you to excel? Because you didn't have that, that troubled story. You had parents there. Your parents had done well for themselves, and you were just living for little Pat. Mm -hmm. uh, I just look at it as if, you know, you always want to build on your own success. Like, you started something that you want to finish in the right way. Like I said, like, going on to the future, you know, you want your kids to live greater than how you live, even though, you know, my life wasn't, you know, as troubled as you said before. You know, you got a lot of kids and stuff that went through those backgrounds and they feed their family, and that's their motivational factor. You know, my motivational factor is just to keep on building. And like I said, generational wealth, then when, the, when my kids grow older and they becoming, uh, great at their profession and they build on their profession, then, you know, I hope that I instilled in them that they uh, created better lives for, the, for their kids as well, too. So it's just that ongoing wave that my, not only my dad said, but, you know, that I plan on the set, too, as well, so. Yeah. Big Pat, did you, did, did you ever have those conversations with him? Like, my, my son is in, is in college now. And I remember, and you've been through it, like I remember we go to like Adidas camps or Nike camps, you know what I'm saying? And my son grew up in my house and he was respectful. And you know, they'd tell him, hey, get in line right here. And you go out and then there'll be a cat from 35 or a cat from car that'll jump out and take the rep. And I'm on the side, <laughs> hot as hell. Like, jump out there. And you know, and he turns to me with his private school. Well, dad, they told me to stand here. And I was nice to be dumb. I used to be so mad, Pat. But when your kid doesn't grow up like, like we did, mm -hmm. how did you get him to understand how to have that hunger, how to have that fight that yeah. these dudes trying to eat? And if you want what you say you want, you got to be the same way. Absolutely. I, I think it started, man, because when he first started playing, we were in Kansas City. And you, in the suburbs in Kansas City, he was just running all through them kids, man. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So right. when I when I retired, it was like, shit, your ass going down the other floor. You about to play some real ball. Right. When he when he got there, he was at this this other little park, and it was it was a good park. But then I took him to PPO, and you got to mix. What's PPO? A, a little 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 league park. Okay. But you got to mix some Broward and Dade. It's right on the county. It's right okay. on the county line. Okay. So you got them dudes. And then you playing against all these dudes, and it, 
I, I think that that will will really groom them, you know, to to be around those kids and uh and just 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 learn that mentality. You know, you, you can't you can't always stand in the back all the time. You gotta be at the forefront. And I think that gave him the confidence to know that shit, I can I can play with these boys. I know Miami is the the hotbed and the, and the mecca of, of little league and high school football, but I can compete. Not only can I compete, I'm one of the best ones. So that so was it. With that, for you, uh, Pat, <clears throat> he, he spoke about mentality, right? You went eight, you went ninth after J.C. Horn. He went before you as the first DB to uh, Carolina. You had a much better season. Did you play that this year with a chip on your shoulder, knowing you weren't the first DB taken? Uh, I definitely want to be the first DB. You know, that's you know that's my mentality from the jump. You always want to have that that edge, but you know, it's like I landed the perfect situation. You know, I played, you know, like all six, 17 games. So it was like, you know, just being in that position and balling out, it's like, dang, it's not so much of a chip on your shoulder anymore because you you went out there and bought out as a rookie. So I could only keep on building and progressing. You know, and, the, and when I look back on it, I'm like, you know, you know, it just happens like that. You know, God put people in certain positions, but you know, you went out there and did what you had to do. So going back, September 19th, uh, 2021, you back in Florida, yeah. playing against my old team, the Jaguars. <laughs> Can you recall that day? Could you just let our viewers know what happened that day? Yeah, I got my first interception, <laughs> little toe tap on the sideline. But, uh, Not just the first, it's from the first pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Trevor yeah, yeah. Lawrence. Uh-huh, yeah, from Trevor. Um, me and Trevor, me and Trevor clashed in cottage as well too. Yeah. So I had to get my lip back, but because uh, they beat us, they beat us, they blew us out in the championship, yeah, yeah. like 44 to, I don't know. It was, Would you trade was, that interception for the ring, for the championship? I mean, championship for that win. Yeah. Okay. That's even right though, answer. even though that first interception in the NFL special, right? But it's always great, you know, to win the championship, especially that team we had that year. If we would have won, that would have probably been. One of the greatest, or the greatest, right. if that. But like, you know, when when I look back at it, you know, that moment there is something that's gonna be in the history books forever. So correct, 100. percent It's a dog. I gotta go back a little bit because just coaching, what RC was talking about, coaching you knowing that you the trust fund baby, and I call RC son the trust fund baby too, because y'all boy had y'all boy was living good. Uh-huh. Y'all ain't had no struggles. Y'all ain't eat no ramen noodles too much, did y'all? <laughs> I still eat some here now. But how many ramen noodles did he serve you at night? <laughs> Man, bit. I ain't don't lie. Being that truck, bro, and you coaching all these kids that you brought up, it just popped in my mind. Is a dog born yeah. or is a dog created? Mm. I just feel like he's got to be in him, in his DNA. From, from out the womb? Yeah. Out the womb, or he just grow into it. With me, my situation, I just, I just knew what I wanted at an early age. And, you know, I had always had that fire and desire to get to where I'm at. Cause you know, I always wanted to be in the pros and in the field, you know, it's been my dream ever since. So I always had that motivation to go out there and have that type of mentality. To be the most dominant player on the field. Right. Every time you walked out. And I, I wanted to play every position too. Running back, corner, safety, receiver. I played some quarterback here and there, but I always wanted to play running back growing so up. So you see Lil Pat, but then you see, I don't yeah. even know no names on the other side that had nothing that made it. Like, 
Where, where, where was his drive compared to those guys' drive? Was it, was, are you born with a dog or are you created with a dog? Like he said, I think his drive was just to be the best. I don't, I don't think he had to prove anything to anybody except to himself. I think people get carried away with he got that dog and all that bullshit. Bro, either you can play or you can't. The, <laughs> I love the, that. The, that dog, I don't, I don't know where that come from. Either, either you got it and you can play or you just can't play. The dog, what you out there barking and shit? What, 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 what <laughs> well, that dog? To be mean? honest, it's the dudes. It's dudes that got feet work. It's dudes that can run a faux faux. It's dudes that strong. But when 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 that when that game's on their shoulders, when they got to go out there third and ten and stop this ball, they got to go out there third and ten and get to this quarterback. They just they always fold. They always fold. The dudes we played with, me and you played with, the Zach Thomas, the Jason Taylor, Mad Dog, Sam Madison, them boys, like. When the game's on the line, they're going to perform at the highest level. Mm-hmm. There's some dudes that can play in the first quarter that's going, they ain't going to do a damn thing in the fourth quarter. Like, that's what I call dog. Them dudes that when the game's on the line is about to show out. Young man showed out. You showed out. Mm-hmm. He showed out. He showed out. I made a player too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but no, Pat, I, I really no. believe it's, some, it's something in people that... They, it, it's, it's, I'm going to go make the play. I'm not going to just wait for something to happen. I'm going to make that play. And I really think all four of y'all had that in y'all. No, no doubt. But that, like, like I said, man, you, 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 even, you either have that shit or you don't. Mm-hmm. You, you either have it or you don't. Like, who, who's to say that, that you're, you're not going to make that play? You know, it, football is a fickle sport, dog. Mm-hmm. Especially the position we play. It can be third and ten months. Catch a ball on you. Yeah. Like, like, what you gonna do? That that makes you not a dog? Like it's it's fickle, but but I understand where you're coming from. Like you, you want those dudes when the game on the line to, to perform at the highest level and all. We sat down, we sat down with Coach Tumlin, and he said he loved coaching and playing against the coaches who felt that there wasn't there wasn't a need to um to teach, right? As a coach and as a father. Early on, when you saw little Pat, you knew if what Pat wanted, I was talking about the chicken versus the egg, what came first, you knew what he wanted, mm-hmm. right? As a parent, sometimes us, as parents, we say, okay, we want our child to go out there and be a, a, a great athlete. But sometimes the shit just ain't gonna happen right. because the child doesn't want it. He's not ready, he, maybe he's just not good enough. But he has enough passion where he, he wants to get out there and you leave him alone. The same way as a coach, you're saying, you know if they're a dog and if they're not. Does that make your job easier knowing that, being able to identify that early on with certain players? I think at, if we talking about the professional level, you, you've made it that far, man, because you, you're one of those guys. You want, I, I think the biggest thing for me at, at that level, and I think what, what made me the player that I was you know, I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the fastest, I wasn't, I wasn't the strongest. I was one of the smartest, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's what I try to instill in those guys. And to him also, no, no was coming before it, before it happened. And that can alleviate a lot of things, you know, by formation, by, you know, splits, by just, just the, the, the little things, the little precise things that are going to give you advantage on every single play. And I, I think everybody expect that if we're talking about the pro level. But let's talk about, you know, high school and then the Pop Warner level where everybody thinks that my son is next. 
my child is next. You know, the investment that they put into it, the expectations is I can put my child out there, he's going to go pro. We all know that's not going to happen. Oh. But as a coach, you've seen it on all levels. What, what's most challenging when you have a guy that you know is good and you got to cultivate that mm -hmm. within him, right, to, to make sure that he doesn't mess that up? Or, you just, or do you simply just leave him alone and, and, and trust him and just kind of smooth out the rough edges? What's that like? Yeah, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because in all of you probably know, Chan, you coach, I know, Ryan, you've been around a, a whole bunch of uh, kids. Ever since we had the little ESPN thing with those guys getting recruited mm -hmm. and putting their hats on, everybody thinks their kid is going to Florida, <laughs> Bama, or yeah. LSU, dog. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. And then they, they look at you like, Oh, you're the reason why my son, nah, he's not good enough to go to those places. <laughs> it's, it's simple, you gotta be honest with me. <laughs> We're not good enough to go to those. Now, they have a, a, a bunch of other schools that, that he can play at, but it takes a special dude to play at them kind of schools. Yeah. And shit, I play at Southern Miss, even though we weren't no slouches. Right. It wasn't no Power Five school. Right. And if, if you can play, you can play, man. They're they gonna find you, and it's just, it's just been a, a revelation to see these. <laughs> when I was coaching at that level, man. But to get back to your point, the guys who you see that have, you see it at an early age. Right. I'm pretty sure you saw your son at an early age. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit, he, he got Because he wanted it. Exactly. I didn't have to do anything. He got he, someone. That, right. And I, I think that that culture that, that we had, that heritage, it kind of cultivates, you know, those kids, man. Like, all those kids, all those guys come back in the offseason. Those guys get to see them, them guys who made it to the highest level come back and, and, and teach them the ins and outs. And it, it's, it's been a big family over there, man. But we're, we're here in Florida. And football, sports is competitive, but football is it's king. the king, right, the mecca. And we, we've seen in youth sports, you know, guys getting out there and they ready to fight the coach. Because <laughs> my, my kid, my son should be. You ever experienced anything like that? Nah, because you got a lot of dogs on the roster. You've had dogs on the roster. Yeah, I, I hadn't experienced them shit. I, I think it's a, a respect level, and, and you just being honest with them. Right. You know, if you if you sell these these kids and these parents a dream, then it, it'll be something different. But if you honest and upfront with them and, and, and tell them what you what you expect and how his kid could get better and so forth and so on, you'll you'll never have that. So what about booster parents? For example. Um, you have kids that are very good, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they're able to come over to these private schools and the schools, you know, the scholarship, a lot of times kids can't afford it. They figure it out. But then you also have parents that just feel like my child is supposed to be playing. I mean, how do you <laughs> handle that? Because I know that's a thing in a situation. I don't know if you've experienced it, but. You got these, these parents who are, who are paying 30 grand for those for their kids to go to school. And then mm. you got these other kids who who's the, the, the athletes earners, or whatever correct. and and it's a it's it's a fine balance and most of those kids they're 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 never gonna go, you know, power five or anything like that. But we've had some exceptions where those kids were able to go to college and and you know play ball and at the end of the day, like I tell all the parents, man, we 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 not built we're not molding professional athletes over here. Correct. We're, we're more than guys who are going to be productive citizens, get a college degree, come back to their community and be productive. And that's the majority of the kids who play high school yeah. football. Mm -hmm. You got to do something because we, we all know the percentages and everything. And that, that was my angle towards the parents. And 
they respected it, man, and I think that's why, you know, we, we won like we did. I mean, it also helps yeah. when your son's 6'8", with <laughs> freaking Francis Ngannou <laughs> arms and can freaking ball. Can you imagine like, being a receiver, bro? Like not, a First of all, if little or... Pat ever put his hands on, we fighting, like, out the gate, and I'm going to probably lose that, that's too. That's crazy, What's, what's so crazy is you think about, right, your rookie year, you know, uh, Fred asked you about having a chip on your shoulder. Uh, Richard Sherman comes out and says, you know, everything uh, that you did was teach tape. And, you know, I watch every single snap um, of every game. And it's, it's like the, it's, it's a cliche saying, but you always go, you can tell that's a coach's son. For you, what was that first year like? Was it one of those things like I went to Bama, I didn't play the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chases, and those guys. I know what it's like. I could line up across from anybody and, and, and do what I need to do. Or were you surprised at how well you played as a rookie? Uh, I wouldn't say surprise, because, uh, you know, it speaks for itself. You know, I could say, like, early on in the year, I had my struggles, but that sort of, like, helped me. It helped me grow, sort of, because in the league, you're going to have your on and off games, but as, as the games went on and the weeks progressed, I feel like I just got better each and every week, especially with the game plan. Uh, film study is key now in the league because you, you're going against, you know, multiple diverse offenses. Like, you're going against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, you know, Brady, and all those dudes. And, you know, you just got to understand, like, personnel, formations, what type of receiver you're going against. And that, when I, you know, learned that, you know, sometimes, you know, the game just became slower. You know, I just played faster. So. Right, Chan, you heard he mentioned Patrick Mahomes and all Justin Herbert. He got, they, yeah. they got your boy over there now, Chan. Oh, yeah, Russell. <laughs> Russ. Oh, yeah. Oh, about Russ. Y'all cool? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, little Pat, but y'all y'all cool? Like, y'all party? Y'all party? Y'all hang out? I just... <laughs> uh, man, Russ, Russ my guy. Like, he, he come in, he come and work, but he's, like, one of those dudes you could talk to because, you know, he a vet. Yeah. I think he's, like, 12, 13 years, but, like, he be playing R&B in the locker room. You know, like he, R&B, ain't he cool it? with the guy, R&B. <laughs> he plays hip, but like, you know, he, he just a cool, cool, Fans cool guy. He, he comes in. <laughs> nah, my goodies. I like my goodies, too. It's a good song. Yeah. Like a boy was a good song? Uh, like a man? Was it like a boy, like a man? I don't know what it was like, yeah. but yeah, we wasn't doing R&B in the locker room, but yes. But R&B is soothing, Channing. I don't want to be soothed. I'm about to go try to fight a big mother trying to hit me in the no, head. That's his, that's, his, that's his personality, though. Like, he cool, calm, collective, short to work every day. You know, tremendous leader, gets the guys going. But, you know, that's just the type of guy yeah. he is. Like, cool, calm, laid back, chill. I don't know. You know I've been criticized a lot. I call the man lane. Call <laughs> yeah. the man square. You know what I'm saying? And they that's got, they got on you about that. Yeah, they got on me about <laughs> Did that. Did you take it back? That's what I... Did no, you? I'm not taking it back, Pat. <laughs> Pat, it is so... What is it? Subjective. It's subjective. It's an opinion. Like, it's an opinion. I know dudes that I want to hang with. I grew up in Atlanta, and I know guys I want to hang with. Yeah. I don't want to hang with Russ. Why, why you think that, though? Because he put moose in his hair and slick it sideways. <laughs> he just, he ain't, the, but he ain't no I, type of dude. But then I come and defend I, Russ. I fool with dudes like your daddy. Uh, <laughs> That's the man I want to <laughs> hang with. I don't want to hang with Russ. I want to hang with RC. I want to yeah. hang with Freddie. Yeah. You on the edge, because I just hung with you as a grown man. I got to see what your grown man attitude is. How you know that if you never hung with Russ? I can tell, Pat. I can just look at a dude from afar and tell. 
I just see how I see I see how he gets out of the car. And Russ had to do something. If he to don't get even Seattle. slam his feet, he don't slam his feet to get out the car. He roll his heels to get out the car. I don't fool with you. Uh, First off, <laughs> the, 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 the bottom line, aside from all of that, it's about like how well he can play and in the position. An adult. The position that yeah. he can put you in. Because the one thing he could do is throw a freaking football. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are in a position where when you face it, Patrick Mahomes, you ain't going out there with Drew Locke, right? Which is, God leads, such a blessed position to be in than what you were. I did a rankings of DBs corners this year and I did a top five and the next question they asked me was okay next year when you do this same ranking who's the guy that you think will be in it and I picked you when you look at the league now because I think I say this all the time my favorite saying is this you can be one anybody that tells you you can be anything in the world you want to be if you work hard they lie that's not true you can be anything you want to be if you work hard within your skill set your skill set is hall of fame when you look at the league now, which corners do you say, okay, I want to be in that category? I want to be in the top five that includes this guy, the top five that includes that guy. Because that's what you're chasing, greatness. Yeah. So I look at corners like my body type, you know, my type, like Jay Ram, he been doing it consistently. AJ Terrell, he came on this year, balled out. Uh, Trey White, um, shoot, all those dudes, you know, Marshawn. Um, you know, those dudes, that's, that's the type of uh, category you want to be in, you know, those top tier corners. And, you know, when I look at my skill set, I definitely going to be there in the future. I think I, I can't remember my list verbatim, but I know Jalen was on it. Jair was on it. Um, AJ was on it. I believe it was uh, it was Xavier, too. And one more. But I know I left Slay off because Slay tweeted the next day, I know I'm top five for sure, which I, you know, you it's, 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 a, it's a discussion. Nope. X was on there. X was on X there. Was on there. Trey Davis so was X. Trey wasn't. I trained Trey before, and I love him, but he got uh, hurt this year. Yeah. So it was my 2021. Uh, if you had to go top, top five corners, who would they be? And then tell me why you can break that. You're talking about top five corners from last year? Or last just, year. Oh, last year. Because like year. you said, a couple of them was hurt. Trey was, Trey hurt. was hurt, and then Zaire was hurt for most mm-hmm. of the year. I still put him in there. I'm going to do, do top five, no order. But uh, J. Ram, of course. Um, X. Uh, AJ. Got to put Diggs in there. Mm, yeah. Got to put Diggs. Diggs, in, Diggs my, was one of mine, yeah. Diggs. Uh, probably, probably Marshawn. Okay. So tell me why you can be in that category. I just think I had to really lock down one side of the field. Just off of my ability. And, you know, I just feel like I'm that type of dude that could, you know, I can line up on the number one receiver and, you know, just shut down that side of the field. And, you know, just my instincts, my IQ, you know, I just feel like it just progressed, like, through the years. And I just feel like I could be in that position, you know, to lock down the number one receiver, you know, just hold down on my own side and get that, you know, to that elite status. So. What are your strengths? Do you come into a game situation and say, this little motherfucker ain't getting off the ball? Mm-hmm. Like, Cause you big as It's just crazy. You are huh? big as I mean, they used to want to get six two receivers. Mm-hmm. Now they just want to get guys that they believe can fit their system and get open. But it has to be intimidating. If I'm only a five nine, 
you know, on average, th- those are the size of most receivers in the league, right? 5'10", maybe? They're getting bigger. 5'10", 5'11", <laughs> right? But that has to be intimidating. Was you 6'2"? Yeah, like 6'2". You, you can re-chain him from right here. <laughs> what's your, what's, what, what are your assets? Like, what are your strengths? I'm not going to ask you about weaknesses. Uh, maybe youth is weak, your most weakness right now. But what are your strengths? Strengths, definitely press. Uh, that's my favorite. So you want that action? Yeah, I want, I want to press. We play for that's, Nick, man. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, press, we press 80, 90% of the time. But, uh, yeah, press. I'm still working on off. That's okay. something I could build on. That's one of my weaknesses. Yeah. You know, off is something like you got to develop. You got to have experience, you know, year in, year out. But, you know, press is definitely my strength. Um, IQ. Um, Speed, you know, physicality, I feel like those are my strengths. Oh, I got one. Cause Pat, you coaching the league now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, y'all don't play this year. Nah, not yet. Yeah, but when, but when the Broncos do play the Dolphins, Pat, you know his weaknesses. Fred, you say you want to bring him up. Do you go to, like, is blood thicker than water? Blood definitely thicker than water. <laughs> <laughs> Do you slide to the offensive yeah. room and be like, hey, run the double move on third down? Trust me, with Mike McDaniel, that's going to be no stone unturned. They're they going to know that. He's, he's one of the dudes, man. Yeah. It, Tyreek and Waddle, so, yeah, that's you know, it's... That's crazy. Can't wait for that day. But they, but they, But they... It, Mcdaniel will come ask you about it. If y'all, whenever y'all and y'all do play the ball, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I don't know you. if I'm going to tell him. Go <laughs> <laughs> find out for yourself. Right. Watch the film. Watch the film. film out there. <laughs> film out there. Exactly. That's not fair. But before you jump in, Shannon, I wanted to go back really quick, real quick, because RC asked you about your top five now today. What cornerbacks influenced you as a young man? Not your dad. He's not in this one. But top five cornerbacks you enjoy watching coming up? I say Dion, but I never watched Dion. I mean, but he, but he's like, if, if he influenced yeah, you, that's he influenced fine. me. Because he's, he's like, a coach. He, yeah, he, he revolutionized the position. Right. Champ, I'll be watching Champ. Revis. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching yeah. Revis. Mm-hmm. My yeah. gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Walked on water in 2009. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I watched some of, you know, Ty Law. My dad played with him yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That's four. Yeah, um, Ty was dope. Zant. Sante Sam. That's five. You're yes, good. Yeah. I'll be watching them. That's solid. Good group. Pat mentioned it early, you know, about having opportunities to see younger DBs. Like I train, you know, I train pros now. And like the, the dope thing about it is we have this group chat, and let's say somebody plays Kansas City week one. You know, somebody hit the chat up, like, hey, what y'all got on this team? What you got on that team? You guys are gonna be in a very unique position. Right, you both, you're both in the AFC, you coach in Miami, you play in Denver. Uh, are, are you guys ever, I, I mean, I would do it. Listen, like you said, blood's thicker than water. If I, if I was coaching in the league and my son was in the league, he would get every game plan I ever did against every team, every <laughs> wide receiver, period. Are, they gonna ha- are you guys gonna have some of those conversations? Or are you gonna call your pops? You know, y'all play somebody week seven that he played week two, all right, what you got for me, right? Because you guys are uniquely situated to speak the same language, not only as father and son, but as coach and player. Are y'all gonna share some of those notes throughout the year? If one, you can help him be better, right? You can help him with X, you can help him with Byron, but also you can help him if he's matching up against a guy. Y'all gonna get on the horn sometimes, like, all right, here's what I got about this team. Well, most definitely, and I'm, I'm, I'm not quite 
sure about coaches' etiquette yet in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know how this thing works right, right now. Right, right. But, <laughs> but my my old instincts is definitely, and we we talk before every game. You know, I try to give them before I even took the job, every before every game, give them tips and and all that about the opponent because shit. I was studying the opponent like I was playing. Right. So I, love that. I would I would try to try to help him out. But at the end of the day, man, you, you gotta go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, any anything to help. So I gotta figure this this coaching etiquette <laughs> out first before I can <laughs> jump into it and, right. and really, you know, delve into to what he needs. So we'll hey, see. Hey, you know, it's dad first. And yeah, the other no, question, no. the other question I was gonna ask, Pat, is like my 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 schedule is crazy. I got like eight jobs, right? Yeah. And so during the season, because my son plays on the West Coast. Saturday, I'm in Arizona, I'm in Utah, I'm in California or wherever I am, and I catch a red eye to New York on Sunday, or I'll catch the first flight out, and it's because it's so important to me to, to be at his games. Like, that's the most important thing. Now, you're going to be coaching on Sunday, right? It's, it's 1 o'clock in Miami, and, you know, he's playing somewhere. As a, as a father... How hard is it going to be to know that you're missing something you've been a part of his entire life? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But uh, we have a strong family structure, and, and we have so many, you know, family, friends, just, just everybody who's, who supports him. So we'll have 30 people at the Denver game and every week mm -hmm. and on the road. And it's going to be tough just not, not being there. Cause I, I know, like it, it's crazy, right now. I don't, I don't know if the same thing. We could be in a a seventy thousand dollar stadium, and he'll hear me out of all those people. I love that. <laughs> just, just out here looking, it, it, it's crazy. You know, you, you just have that that connection with him. But like I said, my my wife and and, and my brother and and my sisters, they'll they'll be there. His his cousins, his friends, mm. they'll be there supporting. And I make sure I rush home after the Dolphins game because they they're uh, mountain time. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, record it and and just look at it. But it's it's gonna be tough because I went to all his games at Bama. Yeah, you know, all his games at Denver. I coach my game on Friday night. Jump on the plane Saturday morning, watch his game. Got to be back for coaches meetings. Just, right. just all that you you've been through it before. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be tough, man. But uh, I think the, the the family support system are, are doing just fine. Right, that's amazing to have. And as a as a former player, you can go and watch a game, and you know that the, the ebb and flows, the ups and downs, and you know how to stay calm. Right, right. How's Michelle at the game? Can you hear your mom when 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 she's at the game? Yeah, I can hear. I can understand. <laughs> yeah. So really? what is she like at the games? She's very into it. Um, like she not obviously not gonna know like everything that's going on, but she knows the specific parts of the game. Mm -hmm. like if I make a play, I get an interception or some right. touchdown. You know the simple things, but you know she's always there in support, cheering me on. You know she's been like that ever since I started. You know so her so watching her come to my games now is just you know something special. And be able to relive that, you know, at the big stage, hearing her voice and hearing her support, you know, that's what special. What did you do with your first interception ball? Did you give it to Pops, Mom? Did you keep it? I, I, I took that with me. Okay. But the next, the two interception game I had, I gave one to my dad and the other one, well, basically, they both sharing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the house. Yeah, it's for the house. It's for the house. And the other one I kept, but... I think his first preseason game, 
he had a pick six against Minnesota, yep. and we were there. Yeah, I remember. And I don't know, what, what'd you do with that ball? I don't even know what it, that's an, ar- that's an archive. <laughs> that's an archive. That's preseason. It don't really matter. I don't really, really count it for real. What was your motivation? You know, just to be the best? Like, it has to be something else, right? Yeah, just to be the best. And my grandma, uh, she played a motivation. Uh, when she passed, even, you know, made me strive for greatness even more, strive to be at that position I'm at now. Cause she always wanted me to be on that big stage, you know, and make a name for myself. So like, you know, every time I look at it, it's like, I'm doing this for her. And my grandpa as well too, cause they both wanted to see me at this stage. And my parents as well too, cause they both wanted, they instilled in me so much things. And I just feel like if I ain't, if I ain't reached my full potential um, in this stage, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm wasting, wasting time from what I learned from them. So mm-hmm. I just feel like that's a motivation as well. Too. Are there any matchups you're looking forward to? A whole division, really. Mm-hmm. We got say some names. Devontae. <laughs> Devontae Ooh. Adams. Ooh. Looking forward to going against him. Two times. Two times. Yeah. Keenan, of course, I went against him last year. He good. DK first game. Debo, Kittle, all them boys. Mm. That's tough. Uh yeah. It's a D Hop. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, we got some dogs this year. You know, it's, the, you know, the crazy thing is, man, if he came to LSU, he could have practiced against probably, <laughs> uh, you know, go again. two of the, the best guys. We got some dudes, doing too. It. And I don't care. I'm, we still, got- I'm still hurt. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I what felt you lied have? to. What you, what you go with we have four, four first Rugs. Rugs, Waddle. Waddle. Smith and uh, Devontae. No, Judy. Judy. I mean, yeah. Judy. And Judy, and Smitty, and Waddle, Smith. Rugs, yeah. No, they're better than your receivers. That's not Ooh. true. <laughs> that is not Who? true. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Where? <laughs> ask him. No, ask him. They some dogs. They definitely some ask dogs. Ask him the direct question. Are any of those mm-hmm. four better than the two boys? Jamal, who is it? Jamar and, and Justin. And Justin. Just, Jamar just, and, Justin. and also, too, uh-huh. before he answers, I just want to throw it out there, right? There was a record set by Randy Moss, mm-hmm. right, that hadn't been broken. And suddenly, kid comes from LSU, breaks it, right? It's the record that stood so long. And then guess what happened the next year? Another kid from LSU breaks it again. So before he answers the question, I just go no, ahead, no. answer the question. Pat, I'm not even gonna look at you. No, Pat, I'm, I'm, Pat, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you answer it, Pat. I'm gonna you got. I didn't say this, just, just being at those games and, and watching the talent on, on the, both teams mm. was unbelievable. Crazy. Because pe- people, for, people forget yeah. about uh, yeah. Terrence Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Second round Terrence. Yeah. yeah. And then you had those other four dudes with Bama, and then the quarterback Joe Burrow and Tua, and oh, it was. Yeah. Clyde then Edwards, Najee. You got to think this. Things on the other side. Pats on one side. Diggs. Like it was that whole year and those two teams and, and what they possessed. I think that was like when you could say the SEC had they had the two best teams. Yeah. You know, 100%. in the country. But when you think about it, about it now, Pat, and where you are in Denver as a team, you know, you got Kansas City. Uh, the Chargers have obviously gotten a ton better. Like you said, Vegas adds Devontae Adams. Y'all go get Russ. Where do you see this team ending up this year? Can this team compete to to win a championship? Definitely. I just I feel like in our division, whoever comes out on top, I feel like they had to. Great chance to win the Super Bowl. 
That's how I see it, because we got dogs at the dogs each and every week. But I feel like we got the potential on offense. You know, we got talent on the perimeter in the backfield. Yeah. And then our defense, we got edge rushes crazy, D-line crazy, linebackers, and we got a good great secondary, secondary, great secondary. So, you know, we, we definitely could get to that top top mark for sure. Right. I mean, I believe that for sure, just in watching what y'all done. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you, um, Big Pat. Tyreek Hill lied, right? Tyreek Hill started his own podcast, uh, and he was in Miami. Um, you know, I feel like when you get down here, like everything infiltrates your mind. And he said, told a lie that Tua was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, right? But I get it though. He's starting this podcast. He wants people to watch the podcast, and then you want your new quarterback to feel good after somebody gives you twenty-five million a year. Like it all makes sense to me, right? You you've been at the practices. You had a defense that played that's played well. The last few seasons, like you said, you got Jalen Waddle. You add, you add a running back. You got Mike Gusecki. Two was coming along, uh, headed into uh, you know another year into his third year. Where do you see, or how do you see Miami competing in the AFC East? That's not the old AFC East where New England was going to win it all the time. But you got a Buffalo Bills team that many people are picking to win the Super Bowl. Oh, we definitely have a a great chance to derail those guys. Wow. We, we definitely, just, just being out there, just, just seeing what's going on. When you add a, a guy like Tyreek Hill, it changes the whole complexion of the game. Okay. The yeah. thing Tua gets a bad rap on, man, you gotta, he's had so many different coordinators his first three years. He has receivers in and out of lineups. I, I remember one game last year, Tua was throwing the three, three running backs. Yeah. So, when you add a, a, a guy like Tyreek Hill, obviously you have uh, Jay, yeah. you have Cedric Wilson, who we added, Gesicki. Yeah. I don't know any quarterback that, that, is, that is great if he doesn't have any weapons. Mm -hmm. And you, you give two of some weapons and, and, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. See, when obviously the, the, the defense is, is, is stacked. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the, the O-line, we went out and got some guys on the O-line, mm -hmm. so... You get Armstead, Connor Williams. Now you got protection. Now I think, and I think, you know, when you look at that team with Mike McDaniel's and and what I, I always I hate to talk about San Francisco this way, but I always go back to what Kyle Shanahan was able to do there. They went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, who mm -hmm. people don't hold in high regard as an elite status quarterback. Um, and you go back to the NFC Championship, and now you think run first, play action with the pieces that you guys have. My question is this. AFC Championship, late January 2023, the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> what side mom sitting on? <laughs> mom definitely sitting on Denver side. <laughs> he going for a baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, hold on, I got to ask quick, man, you know. Pat, I got to do it. You know, he, he, it's late. This is got, actually late for it to happen. It's late because you got you got the uncles. I'm I'm the I'm the crazy drunk nasty yeah. uncle. I got to ask him. You know, me and Pat, me and Pat been cool. I remember seeing you when you was that tall, <laughs> bro. What, what you got a lady, man? You got you know what I'm saying? Ladies in Denver, you got something from Alabama. I gotta know, man. I need to know. I need a picture. I need something. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, got, I got me. I got me. I got me, lady. Mm -hmm. One lady. Yeah. Locked in from when? We started talking college. And she and she's in Denver? Or is no, she no, no, no. She's still in school. Oh, in school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And do you think that's going to work? 
That's what I'm That's what I'm planning on. Give it to him, right? That's what you're getting That's what you're getting relationship for. You hope. You hope for that. Oh, okay. And you grinded it out. Because I'm telling you, man, you a good looking dude. I'll be honest, man. I would, I've said it before, like Jason Momoa. Uh-huh. If he ever wanted to talk to me, I'd talk to him. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio could get my number. Uh-huh. You could get my number. <laughs> man, crazy, bro. <laughs> and we'll just, we'll just see where the relationship goes. <laughs> we'll go hang out. You know he can take care of you. Go you to Hell House. You got bread. I got bread. Yeah. We can split bills. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But no, now I'm messing with you, but, though, man. But yeah, be I smart wanna, about yeah, it. I wanna, smart yeah, about I want to end on this. You know, and I'm glad Chan uh, brought up uh, having a woman, and Pat mentioned something about the name. And he's like, even if it's not the same name, you know the lineage you have to carry on. You, it works out with whoever, you get married, your first son. Is he gonna be the third? I don't know. I, I, that'll, be, that'll be something to build on though, but like, I, I really don't know. It, it just had to come down to a decision. On a little family decision for real. So like George Foreman. Yeah. Yeah, one of my boys, one of my boys, Benny, Benny the Bill. Yeah. Benny Sapp. Had yeah. 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 Benny has PS3. five. Oh yeah. Three, four. I think he's uh, up to five now. Yeah. <laughs> well man, listen. Bill PS3. I like P- <laughs> PS3. See, there yeah. you go. See, it's already said, man. Yeah. I just I appreciate it, man. I've uh, obviously always admired you. Uh been a huge fan. Met you very young. Um been a huge fan, had an opportunity to cover you play, uh, has been an honor. But to have y'all sit down, man, like I think the one thing we try to do on this show is show different sides of people, right? People have gotten to see you play, they've gotten to see you play, but in the end, that's just your dad. And that ain't gonna, and that ain't gonna never change, no matter who he coaches for, no matter who you play for, uh, whether you get rings or a gold jacket, he's always gonna be proud of who you are as a man. The rest of the stuff, uh, doesn't matter. And so for you guys to give us some time and sit down with us, it was truly an honor. Uh, it's going to be one of our favorite pivots. Uh, and I hope late January 2023, we get to figure out what side mom sit on. No uh, doubt. For <laughs> <laughs> sure, dog. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, when that joke started getting big, though, man, like, what was you thinking, bro? Big, like, God like, damn. Yeah, you know what I mean? Be a DN? Hold up, limitless, take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust, limitless, take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up.